0: It's alive. How do we know she is alive? I hate when people talk during the movie. No wire hangers ever!
1: You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Your stupid minds, stupid, stupid! Fresh Meat I can't believe what I can't Ethan believe it's Hunt. Not I can't believe that Ethan Hunt did in one movie what it took John Connor to do in six and still failed, and that is take down Skynet. This is the best Terminator sequel since Terminator Two. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Yeah. And it's also one of the best Mission Impossible movies, which in such a phenomenally successful series. And who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> 20 years ago, when this franchise first... Is it 30 years? It's back 30 oh, yeah. years. Fuck me. This franchise That's is about awful. as old as us. About 30 years ago, who would have thought that though that that weird reboot of a TV show that no one cared about with that up-and-comer... TV show? Yeah. Did not know that. Yeah, man. I hope. I keep getting things wrong on this podcast, so now you've really made me nervous. <laughs> um, who would have guessed it? Who would have guessed that that would be the seminal blockbuster franchise? The, the one that regularly saves cinema every time we're right about to give up on cinema. You know, Indiana Jones 5 comes out and I'm like, I'm done. I'm, I'm out. I'll just stream everything. Fuck it. And then Tom Cruise is like, I got you, boo. I got you.
0: Imagine going back 25 years and saying to young Liam, oh, your favorite series is going to be Mission Impossible. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have a really bad time with Indiana Jones, but just wait. (laughs) You're going to love
1: Mission Impossible, though. I would have told you you you're a lying son of a bitch and I would have sent you on your way in your little time machine. Uh, This movie's great, by the way. So good. Fucking phenomenal. phenomenal. It's somehow... Every single time elevating and raising the bar, doing a full James Cameron <laughs> raising the bar every fucking time. Um, just purely on spectacle alone. Like, we, we are going to get into. So, first of all, hello. Hello. Welcome to Fresh Meat. That's what we called it, right? Yes. Fresh Meat. Yeah, You should probably know this by now. Um, welcome to Fresh Meat. I'm your host, Liam. I'm Ryan. <laughs> and today we are obviously talking about Mission Impossible 7 Dead Reckoning Part 2. Part one. Part one. Part one. (laughs) We haven't seen part two because it hasn't been. You okay? I've had a long day. We had sports day today, and I'm all tuckered out. I did a little bit of running, and I'm a fat boy, (laughs) and therefore I am tuckered out. (laughs) Um, Dead Reckoning Part One, great movie. Uh, It is a continuation, um, thematically and character-wise, not necessarily plot-wise from Fallout, which. I think was the gold standard for a long time, not just in action films, but in this series. Uh, I'm actually partial. I've got this like internal ranking of the films in my head, and I'm really partial to um, Rogue Nation, which is number five. I know it gets kind of blurred at one point, doesn't it? Blurred? Like, which one's a which? because there there are a lot.
0: I'd usually go by which stunt was in which movie, and that instantly jogs the memory.
1: So Rogue Nation was the one that, first of all, introduced my girlfriend, Rebecca Ferguson. Who? Um, I I genuinely might be obsessed with her. Like, I think she may be my favorite human being. She's got that, like, (laughs) the cheekbones that you could cut glass on. She's Um, so
0: charismatic as well. Every
1: time making me question my sexuality. Every time I'm just getting pulled further into heteronormativity with her. (laughs) Um, Well, she's in Dune as well. She's uh, Paul Atreus' mother in Dune. (laughs) Atreus! Atreus! She's great. So uh, Rogue Nation was the one that introduced her, but it's also, you'll know it by the one where he held his breath for like 18 minutes underwater because Tom Cruise ah, just seems yes. to try and, this is like the, the most elaborate suicide stunt every one of these. <laughs> it's like, you are going to kill yourself, Tom. But I'm here one for of it. these days, If it means you save cinema, I'm fully here for it. It's worth the cost. We'll do our non-spoilery review to start. Uh, we'll give you a little warning and then we'll get into some spoiler talk. Dead Reckoning picks up with this... Uh, MacGuffin. Let's, let's we'll call it a MacGuffin because it is a MacGuffin called the Entity, which for all intents and purposes is not far off. Is kind reality. of, well, this is the thing. It's simultaneously the silliest of the Mission Impossible plots, but also the most probable to our current society. Yep. give uh, me 10 years. Basically, an AI that has developed uh, sentience, more or less, and is collecting information m- mostly to expose and, uh, basically write its own narrative write its own truth and be able to control world powers based off that truth which is fun, phenomenal for a spy thriller because it harkens back to that kind of cold war intrigue where nobody is to be trusted anyone yeah. could be a russian anyone could be a spy a sleeper sleeper agent and i just it takes that and elevates it to that like next level where it's like well now anyone can be anyone you know that guy that you've trusted for 30 years <laughs> joke's on you it's a Scooby-Doo mask and he's even, actually a Russian even babe even
0: prior to this the last few movies it's been gearing up ever since they created those elaborate yeah. masks that look completely real it's you just can't, can't trust just anyone
1: full human flesh, but, but you're I love you walking up to every person you meet just yanking on the face but I love that they addressed that like that's my favourite part of this film I don't think this is my favourite Mission Impossible film but I think this may be the most comedic and the most enjoyable on a kind of
0: no humour hum- lands it's all
1: great Oh, I thought you said not all the humor. No, I was was fully confused. I was about to hit you. I was about to jump over and pull that fucking mask off and be like, traitor! Because what a phenomenally funny movie this is. And I think they needed that because I think if you're doing a a two-parter, and there were a lot of really dark moments and really tense moments in this and moments with a lot of kind of weight to them. um, I think it requires a lot of humor as well. Newcomer Hayley Atwell, I think we both agree Oh, delivers Grace. a lot of yeah. the, of the, of the humour.
0: She absolutely got me. Every line I came out was just I've, absolutely great. I've her.
1: adored her for a while. She was like my favourite part of the MCU and they never did anything with her. She was Peggy Carter in the America Captain America films.
0: Yeah, very... They did
1: fucking nothing with her.
0: <laughs> very little screen time.
1: Um, She shines. She absolutely shines. She's kind of a foil to Ethan for a lot of it. She gives him the runabout and there like, there's like parts where you're like, she's not worth it. Just kill her. Was, yeah. Um. Or she's just let her kill herself. But I get it. No, but I get it, though, because I get she is really charismatic and really humbling, and you're like, no, but I kind of want to save her. Like, she's one of those, I could save her. I could oh, change yeah. her. I could change her, type. Um she delivers some phenomenal jokes in this and she's kind of the, the softer comedic edge to it but that but, the, but you were talking about the about the masks finally after seven <laughs> movies they are addressing the fact that people think like you go up to someone that you've known for ages and you just tug on their face I would be doing this every interaction I oh, would not everyone. be coming home if I went to work I'd be like no I've just got to do the quick face tug check quick face check that's how you say hello in the future you don't shake hands you pull on the face it's like this, this universe simultaneously shares a space with the Scooby Doo universe and like every one just keeps. Oh man, Jenkins! Like, can you imagine if the Scooby Doo cast just did that as well. Like, every time they met someone, like, save themselves be, a lot of time. Like, Protocol One, right? Um, I don't think it's my favorite, but I think it does a phenomenal job at setting up what's to come next. If we're having this big, grand Tom Cruise finale, I think it does a really good job at setting that up. I think where it lacks a little bit, and we have this a slight disagreement.
0: I don't want to say disagreement. It's a difference keep, in perspective on why.
1: I'll get into this more in the spoiler talk, so I'm going to keep this really vague, so don't ruin what the issue I had was. I think it treats a few of its characters, I think it shorthands a few of its characters. I don't think it quite gives them the ending I wanted for them. As someone who's liked I'm these characters for three or four films.
0: Yeah, that I'm on board with.
1: And um, we are going to, and we'll divulge that in a little bit more spoilery territory soon, Uh, the set pieces, man. Let's just discuss. It just
0: bounces from
1: one excellent set to another. So where do we start? We start, it's actually, we start in the submarine, which is kind of, it has a subdued start, and we have a really cool uh, espionage chase through the deserts. The first really tense scene for me is the scene in the Dubai airport, and again, it's not an action scene necessarily. It's not this super action-heavy fisticuffs, fighty, like, fighty, catch type. me
0: if you can type. But
1: it's so entertaining. And I think that's a lot for me. Some of the best scenes in this are the spy moments, not necessarily those dumb Fast and Furious action-heavy. Not, you know, not like any of them were bad. Well, this is the thing. Like You know, like Fast and Furious, Like that. the issue I have with those movies, and apologies to George if he's watching because he loves those movies.
0: <laughs> Sorry, George. I'm not a fan.
1: Um, my, my issue with those is they kind of... they. Go north to hundred immediately. So they they'll be like throwing cars out of planes, and they'll be landing on the moon and shit. Well, like yeah,
0: this. and Mission Impossible is a film about impossible missions. That started. That was people drag racing.
1: It did literally, right? And you think that one's less realistic than than Mission <laughs> Impossible? But but what I love about this series is it it escalates its action. It starts off kind of subdued, and it's this really tense, really clever. Um, heist, basically, where it's like three characters passing a key backwards and forwards. One character has the key, now another character has the key. Now there's a bomb. (laughs) Um, All punctuated really well by the great charisma between our leads. You have obviously the the whole cast bag: Ving Rhames, Simon Pegg, Rebecca Ferguson. These four share great chemistry. I was going
0: to say, oh, fan-favorite, but literally, which of them aren't fan-favorite?
1: Ving Rhames is my favorite. I will forever love Ving Rhames. There's something about him that I just want to give him a big hug.
0: Oh, he's so charming.
1: Um, but I do love them all. And you're right. And it's it's just, they play off each other so well. And again, it's a it's a scene with very little, like, actual fighty action, yeah. but it's still tenser than anything I've seen in the cinema all year. And especially yeah. when you compare something like this to Indiana Jones, which I'm going to be doing a lot of. you <laughs> well. imagine and so. We'll, we'll still
0: burning your memory. Well,
1: we'll talk soon about this idea of legacy characters and how to do that properly. And this is how I do that properly. This is fucking how you do it properly. Um, favorite set piece? Go.
0: Oh, the maybe the Venice scene. I yeah, saw yeah. that party and I was just like, I wish I could have found something like that while I was there.
1: It's another one and it reintroduces The White Widow, played really well by Vanessa Kirby. Who, who is, she was in Fallout as again, well? Ca-
0: charisma yeah. coming out the ass of this movie.
1: Out the wazoo.
0: But she somehow manages to do this. Slightly crazy, slightly sexy, this powerful I'm better than you look all while being
1: so root just love, her, though. You just love her, though. the fact
0: that she's basically a villain. You just
1: love her though. You know absolutely not, love her. You know who's not root-forable? Um, most of the CIA guys and most of the IMF guys. Um, Literally
0: I, anyone in a position of power.
1: I got really excited seeing Carrie Elway's at the beginning, and I turned to you, and you had no idea why I was getting so excited. But um, seeing the Dread Pirate Roberts in a Mission Impossible film was really good. But also, not just that. They, they, then again, we'll get into why I think they do the legacy characters such such justice in this. They bring back Eugene Kittridge, who's kind of the original foil from the first. Is one. he the
0: detective?
1: Well, he, no, he's the he's the head of the IMF. He's the one who runs the IMF. He's the one whose ah, yes. mask he's wearing at the start. Spoiler yes. alert! Whoops, sorry. You actually, don't listen to that. <laughs> Go back in time. Don't listen to that. Um, Eugene Kittredge, he's the one who was the head of the IMF. He runs the IMF, and they bring him back. This is the first time we've seen him since the first film, and they do such a good job because it's not just a quick hey, look, it's that guy. <laughs> hey, look, yeah. it's Marion. She's in three seconds of the movie. It's a genuine, fleshed out, important arc. Yeah, it's he a is character important with Yeah. Yeah. He
0: has agency.
1: He's a dick, but... (laughs) Oh, he's
0: a dick, but he has agency.
1: Yeah. Um, I would have to go with the train set piece. And I don't want to say too much about it, as much as I thought the Venice one, visually spectacular. You have to hand it to Christopher McQuarrie, who does such a phenomenal job at framing these scenes. That would be my... Second favourite.
0: I mean, the action of that scene yeah. is what really takes it over the top. That's going to be my favourite action set piece of the movie. What
1: I love is that he, he films these scenes with very little to no music. It's I don't know if you notice much, but he they, they kind of relies on the on the audio. He relies on the, the folio effects to do it, the, the, the work does for him. doesn't work
0: because I didn't even notice.
1: But this is it. Yeah,
0: I do notice every time the Mission Impossible
1: theme starts do, playing, do, it's
0: do, noticeable do, 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 and... Do.
1: Unlike Indiana Jones, do, which kept playing in
0: different weird tones
1: throughout the movie.
0: Where I'd stop paying attention. impacted every time it came on yeah, the screen. Yeah, because it's
1: fucking phenomenal. Um, he frames these scenes like paintings. There is endless creativity to some of these action scenes. Some of the more underrated ones, if you want to go to the, the Venice scene, one of my f- fucking favorite is, um, and we're going to fuck a name up, we practiced this. You're Gonna give it a go, Pom Clementif. Clement Clementif, I think, it, yeah, Pom Clementif. She's French, she's in Guardians, she's Mantis. The thing is, you can't really be
0: racist against French yet. You still somehow manage to make me feel uncomfortable. I just know, but I'm, I'm trying not
1: to be racist, I'm trying to like respect think by so overtly trying to avoid <laughs> it. You've become full circle. There's a scene with Pom Clementif and um. Who plays a character called Paris, who's kind of the antagonist's sidekick, which we haven't even talked about uh, Gabriel yet. We'll get there.
0: We'll get there. There's a
1: scene with uh, Pom Clemente and Tom Cruise where they're fighting in an alleyway, and it's just it's the tightest ass like Venusian alleyway. Oh God, oh. <laughs> Venusian. I've <laughs> 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 just had flashbacks there to, to to Venus Vixens, vampires, whatever it was called. <laughs> um, there's a scene where they're fighting in an alleyway, and the way he films it is so close. like you feel the claustrophobia you feel the alley
0: is tight the camera angles are tight the action is tight. i was
1: watching it i'm like how the fuck did he do this how was he able to craft such a a immensely well filmed action scene in such a tight space um it's kind of jaw-dropping and it and it has weight to it every every set piece every scene every stunt feels like any of these actors could get extremely injured at any point, I think that really, like as bad as it sounds, that lends to the intensity. That lends to, lends to the fun that I'm having. Is like, I mean, fuck, course, Tom Cruise could die right
0: now. I mean, every time he does one of his big stunts, it just makes it all the more enthralling, knowing that he's trained for this and then went and did that himself. It, it makes really me f- play as well. Makes me
1: feel really underwhelming as a human being.
0: Oh, yeah, we are inadequate, but that's fine. Not everyone can be a
1: cruise. Like, I stubbed my toe the other day, and I was, like, crying for 20 minutes straight. I'm not quite that bad. Um,
0: Maybe don't
1: admit that on microphone. Let's quickly talk... (laughs) I'm moving swiftly on. Let's quickly talk about um, Isai Morales as Gabriel, who they do a really neat job at introducing him. This is his first Mission Impossible film, but they do a really cool job of kind of introducing him as a villain that has had history. Well, with it's
0: been so long since I've seen the first movie when it does the flashback to introduce him and why Tom
1: Cruise has issue with yeah. him. I was thinking it was this
0: from the first movie makes you
1: makes you wonder makes you think that my my memory isn't as good as it used to be, which which really? I'm
0: fine with the lens to the movie because I was fully invested in him.
1: He's wonderful. He is the right level of sinister, snarky, genuinely dishearteningly terrifying kind So-called. of I hate keep comparing it to Indiana Jones, but um <laughs> this is what bad guys should be like I I love Matt Nicholson in that movie, but I don't know like. This is how you do a legacy sequel. This is how you bring back a character. I know we, he's been away for a while. It's not bringing him back. But this is how you continue a character who we've loved for 30 plus years. And this is how you do him justice. And this is how you do him.
0: Oh, we're back to Ethan.
1: We're, we're back to just the series <laughs> as a whole. We're back to just the Mission Impossible series and just how every single cog fits so phenomenally. And without, it almost feels effortless the way that Macquarie does this. And it makes me feel inadequate as a human being. That, that's kind of where I'm going to leave it with my with my review. My non-spoiler review is done, and this is a five out of five for me. This is a perfect summer blockbuster. Cruz is here to save the fucking day yet again, and we owe him everything. Everything. I'm going to turn to Scientology. Fuck it. You can't take my money, Zenu. Uh, take my money, Zenu. Oh shit! Yeah, you need money for that shit, don't you? I? <laughs> I wouldn't let you through the door. Rating what? out of five. Uh,
0: f out of five. Five. Sec. I don't want I don't really do
1: half ratings. 4.5, 5? 5. I don't do half ratings,
0: 4.5. I said I don't want to, so it's like 4.7, 4.8. <laughs> I,
1: I don't want to do half ratings, so I'm going to do 4.8. <laughs> if, if this was Amazon and it had
0: 1,000 ratings, it'd okay. be around a 4.7. Okay,
1: okay. That was the most convoluted possible rating system you could have done. Right, um, take, a pro- take a pause. Take a pause here. If you haven't seen the film and you don't want anything spoiled for you, we are going to come back in a few minutes, a few minutes, a few seconds, uh, with some spoiler thoughts. Do-do-do-do. <laughs> Do-do-do-do. <laughs> do Do-do-do. do right, You have officially been warned, and I'm going to start this spoiler talk with the biggest spoiler. Why the fuck did they kill Rebecca Ferguson in this movie? <laughs> I was waiting for it. Why the fuck did they kill my girlfriend so in this, this movie? So this is
0: where our opinions differ. Okay. I kind of understand from a i want to say uncreative standpoint i feel like it's the most obvious thing to do when Mm -hmm. you have a previous love interest Mm -hmm. who has been in the past few movies you want to wrap them up but you also introduce a new love interest because god forbid this new woman be platonic um so what you do you kill her off is it progressive (laughs) no is it expected yes is it ingenious no can i let it pass No, I'm really upset about how they've killed her arc, yes. I don't think she got some screen time. She had some
1: really cool scenes. She had one of the best fight scenes. That fight scene on the bridge in Venice, sick. Sick, but I wish she had a chiller fade out to the movie. I just feel like it was more
0: of a bang or had more of an impact in her ending. That's
1: the thing for me was the impact. I feel like they set it up as a driving force for Hunt, right? Now he's pissed. But I said this to you in the car, he was pissed before. Like, he, he wasn't, he was never not pissed. He's if the I, most <laughs> determined
0: human that ever did live. But he's also
1: the most determined hunt that we've seen so far. He's the most, he's the least conflicted. He knows he's Ethan Hunt. He's, he knows what he does, and that is save his friends.
0: Yeah. So he had the, and, and this the world. And the
1: world. But he's but he really, that's just, that's but he's, just on but, the side. But he's really gay for his friends. Let's be honest. Like, oh, he's yeah. super gay for every one of his friends, even well, his friends safe. that aren't his friends. All he's this, gay the, for the whole everyone.
0: world's wanting to kill his friends, every government agency. So he just keeps going, saving the world thwarting the government agencies to save yeah. his friend everything else is basically a side
1: product. so Rebecca Ferguson for me it almost felt like they were calling out this old cliche that they used to do in the old films there's a female protagonist she's gonna die I felt like that was a moment to subvert that expectation and say no we're not gonna do that we're gonna we're gonna be smarter than that killing Rams instead <laughs> no they can't kill Ving Rames, he's my uh, he's my guy yeah. kill, kills, kill Simon Pegg <laughs> I like Simon Pegg but like Benji. I just feel like it was a bit too old school. It felt like it was leaning too too far on its laurels, and I don't think it added too much to Hunt as a character. I feel like he was... I don't feel like his reaction afterwards was really well, the, that I, earned.
0: The idea of that was he was already motivated mm. and he was going to capture Gabriel and get the information. They kill Rebecca Ferguson off, and then it's so he gets a whole lecture given to him by Ving Rames
1: saying, mm-hmm. "Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: make sure we don't kill him. We need the information." What well, it was it's this like the, al- the, the, like? the oh, remember that when you look into his eyes.
1: Well, it was like the the um, the algorithm. What, what was it called again? I've fully forgotten. I've just had a mind fart on what it was called Skynet.
0: I don't
1: know. No, uh, the entity. The entity. Bing Rames is like, well, the entity can produce what the outcome's gonna be so don't let it predict what the outcome is gonna be blah 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 in so, the
0: end he's scared of you succeeding yeah. and it's needed you to die or for Gabriel to die yeah. in order for it to succeed
1: so neither of them can die the, it was the
0: at least it, until Hunt gets the information it's a
1: cool premise I still don't think they needed to do that to Ilsa I don't think they needed to do that to her. And I don't think there was enough fanfare after the part. I don't
0: think there's enough fanfare. I, and again, for, for I a wish, three
1: series character, three movie end character who I love a lot.
0: For someone who's been in three movies, I wish when they took that final action, yeah, might have saved Grace, but it didn't really feel like she had any impact no. in the overall outcome.
1: No, and I'm and I'm and there's part of me that's like, I love Grace. I love Haley Atwell as Grace, and I'm very excited to see her in the next movie. But I'm I'm sad because Rebecca Ferguson is my wife. <laughs> and she, I love her she doesn't know that I love her but I love her and uh, that was my one big gripe uh, everything else again like I don't think I have many issues Like it came out at a 5-5 five five, and that hasn't negated my my score or it hasn't really knocked down my points very much at all um, for, for me the four biggest
0: oh, I was going to say the four biggest factors but I mean the cinematography in general mm-hmm. amazing the set pieces were stunning yeah, elaborate I'm, I'm going to talk
1: about that train in a bit
0: uh, the characters and the actors in this really... I want to go and spend a long time individually praising each and every one of we them. We haven't
1: got that long. I'm going to see Insidious 5 tonight, like in an hour. So you have to wrap it up at some point.
0: <laughs> I'll talk fast.
1: Um, I want to talk about the train.
0: Oh, we're jumping straight to the end? Don't, we we don't
1: have to, but I want to talk about the train at some point. So if you want, to, you want to take it and talk about the characters first, please be my guest. That train was so good. <laughs> That like they won't talk about the train. It was one of those things that it, like, it starts at such a fever pitch. He has to fucking scale a mountain, ride his motorcycle off that mountain, parachute into a train <laughs> like, not on top of the train. He just crashes through the fucking wall conveniently in the like exact the, right spot, like the Kool Aid Man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um. To then, like, okay, that was the, you know, like, as an audience, maybe, like, fuck, how are they going to top this? And then <laughs> they blow up a bridge, and car by car, like, that's six, so like, five, Scale of six the trade cars, cars, they have to, like, Inception, the sca- like, I feel like that scene in Inception where the gravity shifts.
0: That's definitely in some movie I've seen before, but definitely not
1: done this. Well, well. it makes me feel like Uncharted. Is it two? The that opening of Uncharted well. two, two where Nathan about... Nathan Drake's hanging off the side of a cliff on a train. That's exactly what I'm thinking about. But fuck me, is it good? Like, it is so good. Because again, everything looks so practical. Everything has so much weight to it. <laughs> including that piano. You watch it and you're like, fuck, these guys could die. Like, not the characters, <laughs> the actors. These actors. actors could die. And it gave me my favorite joke of the whole film, where, like, after this whole series of events that and these characters have the been through, it's an old wonderful. joke, but the actual, the. Face it, was of the it was the delivery. So delivery. So Tom Cruise is like, Tom Cruise is hanging from, like, like, a beam and a piano is about to crush out Atwell. And Tom Cruise looks at it and is like, give me a hand. Do you trust me? And she just looks him <laughs> dead in <laughs> the, the eyes and she shakes head like, nope, I don't fucking trust you, I've just met you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and it's wonderful. Uh, and that's so the wonderful. kind of human that this movie does so well. just, just keeps just clinging on, <laughs> you just, like, going, like, keeps grabbing back. That on. and the scene where they're in the car in Venice and they just flip <laughs> so down flip. the Roman stairs. And she's in
0: the passenger seat, by the time they get to the bottom, they swap seats, <laughs> it takes her oh, a second to realize. And just feels genuine, her <laughs> taking a moment to actually process what's happening, is like, wait, what?
1: Yeah, it's great. It's fucking great. Um, so good. I'm I'm really happy. I'm in a great place. I'm going to go ruin that very soon by talking by, by watching Insidious 5. Um, is there anything else you want to cover real quick? I mean just lesser character Pom Clementi. You, you hesitated there, <laughs> didn't you a little bit?
0: <laughs> Pom Clementi. That's Clementi
1: Pom Clementif. Wonderful. She's great in everything I've seen her in.
0: She is. Well, I haven't seen it in that much. I haven't well, you, you seen didn't see Guardians Gar- 1 and 2.
1: You should see Guardians 3. Guardians 3, hot take. Liam likes Guardians 3.
0: Maybe it's some It's place. the first
1: Marvel film in like six years I've liked.
0: But she plays the strong, silent type. She doesn't talk much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when she does talk, <laughs>
1: it's usually just a fuck you
0: or something snarky. But I feel her character has so much weight to it. Which
1: is weird because them kind of characters often don't get much weight.
0: Well, yeah, she's just a hench person, isn't she?
1: Yeah, she is the maniacal French. Uh, she may as well have like a French moustache at one point, and twirling <laughs> I it. I will assassinate you, and, I don't
0: care. And she's like that for a long
1: time, but then.
0: She's a lot of fun, though, even in that delivery. She is deadly and scary and quite quiet, but she has this air of fun and gravity. But then through the her. power
1: of friendship. Ethan Hunt makes her change her ways. He doesn't save her. Well, he doesn't
0: save her, he saves, it, he saves and her, and then soul. the AI predicts that she's going to betray Gabriel, which she totally was, and he kills her it first.
1: The entity is such a stupid plot point, and yet
0: I love it. But that's it though. I would I absolutely love the premise. AI is going to get there eventually, where it is inevitably going to kill us. And having to watch that on the screen now, just 10 years ahead of time, is really fun to watch. Yeah. It might be stupid, but the premise is around. It can beat almost... I mean, can we beat a computer at
1: chess? I can't. I can't beat a, I can't beat a toddler at chess. <laughs> yeah. I can't beat my cats at chess.
0: But it is... Smart and predictable. It can be Ethan Hunt doesn't like to kill people unnecessarily, especially kind of strays. He had the opportunity to kill her. He didn't. It kind of predicted this, which you could predict, and you Mm. can see that coming. She got specifically sent there to fight and stall him during Mm. a really bad time where one of his close friends were going to die, and he still didn't kill her, which, again, predictable because he is the good guy.
1: Yeah, what, what I like I'm, it. What I love about the entity is, like, as much as it is a really silly premise, the way they play it is like dead serious. <laughs> dead
0: serious, like deadpan. It's so good, but
1: that's why I love it because again, it's this idea of a legacy movie bringing back a character that's been around for thirty plus years and doing it well. It doesn't have to be subversive. It doesn't have to be meta. It doesn't have to have this wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Do you remember when you know? Indiana Jones used to be kind of racist, like. Oh yeah, when
0: it just threw every reference out there that I possibly could relate yeah. to the old movie. Oh, here's
1: Salah, like, mm, okay. It it works on its own merit. It works regardless of whether you're a big fan of that first film, and it's such a perfect start to this finale.
0: I also think it would be so easy to say this film has too much going on. If it wasn't so marvelously pulled off, all the threads come together. There's a lot of different characters in this, and they interact with a lot of people. And obviously, it's a spy movie, so everyone betrays everyone, and no one can trust anyone. Yeah. But just how well it's done and how well it fits together just but, makes it so easy to
1: follow. I felt like a ninety-minute movie. I, I it was th- almost three hours, and I felt like about ninety minutes. Like I, w- I was ready to. Part, I was ready for part two straight I'm away. I'm ready
0: for part two. I'm already looking forward to re-watching this yeah. and getting to experience all that action and character <laughs> and chemistry. My only,
1: my only real negative, other than the Rebecca Ferguson stuff, is that this is the first part of a finale and I'm going to really miss this guy. Really? And I also feel like... Unlike those liars in Hollywood, in Disney Hollywood, who say, <laughs> "Oh, this is the last one," and then they make six more. Fucking Logan's coming back, you know. Or Wolverine's the thing coming is, back.
0: Escalated every single time with Mission Impossible, and I think they have realized sent you the AI that can take over the world. There's not really anywhere to go from here unless it but, becomes too much of a parody.
1: But not only that, I think they have enough respect for the series to realize when it because should they've done bow phenomenal. They've, they've not they've made, made a out. bad
0: movie
1: yet. Mm, so you haven't seen Mission Impossible two in a while. I have not seen Mission Impossible <laughs> 2 in a while. That's the only one that's bad. I mean, uh, it's the only one that's genuinely not. So the first one's a lot of fun. Mission Impossible 2 was this weird John Woo experiment where he has a lot of doves because he has a lot of doves in his movie, but it's very much not his mo- kind of movie. It doesn't work. Three, three is the best J.J. Abrams film I'm putting out there and he rescued the fucking franchise. Four is this wonderful experiment by Brad Bird that has a, the still my one of my favorite set pieces with the Burj Khalif. And then 567 just knocked it out of the fucking park. Knocked (laughs) it out of the fucking park. Um, I'm ready to leave this here. Vanessa, do you have anything else?
0: Last thing I really don't think we've talked about enough is how good Vanessa Kirby is.
1: She's great. She's so much fun. Like, maybe she was good enough as a side character in the last film for them to bring her back. Like, Uh, I
0: mean, absolutely. I totally agree with that. Yeah, I
1: kind of find her brother hot.
0: (laughs) I, I don't disagree But even in that scene on the train where she has to be Haley Atwell playing Grace, playing masked Vanessa Kirby is so good. She pulls it off so well. She looks like intimidated and nervous, but still kind of in... Character for Grace. It's
1: it's like it's like when Helena Bonham Carter and uh, what? Oh, Hermione Hermione. switch
0: places. It's very much that. Yeah, it's like
1: that's a really difficult part to play. Ice, but I, I assume for an actor to play someone else playing you. But, like, as that person, like, that's an impressive feat to do with any actor.
0: But just the absolute suaveness. Yeah, if she's, if
1: she's not back in part two, I'm going to riot. She must be. <laughs> if they don't Absolutely somehow riot. bring Rebecca Ferguson back as a ghost, I'm going <laughs> to riot. So Honestly, I'll get rid of all the men in this movie and just... Mm.
0: Gotham, Sirens, collab, all three of them. That's get how together. they could. So
1: they, if they kill Ethan Hunt off, which you never know, the, I, I hope that some way that this series could still you know, have some kind of films. Like, I I
0: Star Wars, Rebecca Ferguson becomes a ghost that trains Grace and... It's a weird weird
1: premise though, because Mission Impossible, it has had Ethan Hunt for seven to eight movies now. It's going to have eight movies of Ethan Hunt, but he's not in the title. Like, Mission Impossible is about the IMF, the impossible mission force. There is no reason to say that after Ethan's had his swan song... Yeah,
0: who's to say Sean Pegg can't take over as the lead?
1: (laughs) Sean Pegg? (laughs) Who the (laughs) fuck is Sean Pegg?
0: Simon Pegg. (laughs)
1: Um... This is how you do a finale to a character. Indiana Jones, I'm upset that you weren't taking notes, apparently. apparently, uh, I'm ready to call it there. Thank you very much for joining us on Fresh Meat. Are you got anything else to say to the lovely people at home? Don't let, don't try this at home. Don't let AI write your school reports, kids. Don't let them take photos of you, kids. If you do,
0: make sure you put it through a plagiarism tester and then edit it accordingly. No,
1: because by that point, it kind of has your details. That's not oh, the oh, issue. We,
0: we are past that point. The singularity has pretty much already happened, people. We'll we're, we're past the point.
1: Okay. Well
0: So let's hope Ethan comes down to save us all. I hope if you enjoy your we last
1: for one more episode. Have a nice apocalypse.